we'll introduce to her very briefly. Uh, let's just start with the quick hint. Uh, what time is it, your place? Ah, around 2 p.m. right now. 2 p.m. So Polish time, it's 8 p.m., which means that maybe we are not in the same location. Um, okay, that is pretty strange. So why do you guys think we talk about Poland here? Because our guest today is Polish-based, right? That is correct. Yeah, but Born your language is... Yeah. Yes, exactly. Born in Poland. I lived there for about six years. I'm 18 right now, so it's been quite a journey, but I'm sure we will get into that. Yeah. So just to uh, shortly introduce, if you let me, uh, Zosia is an amazing person and a CEO, CEO class. So that's why the CEOs meet here. We are both CEOs, so we understand uh, the, you know, the life, the lifestyle. Uh, she leads Girls Future Ready uh, Foundation, which I observe for quite a long time. And I have to say it's an amazing and amazing work you're doing for girls and for the whole community that you have around yourself. Let me ask you for your own introduction. How would you briefly introduce yourself? Say about anything you think matters. Hi, everyone. My name is Zofia Kierner. I'm 18 years old and I am a student at Phillips Exeter Academy here around 45 minutes away from Boston. I was born in Poland. I've lived in multiple places around the world, including Finland. And then we came to the US with my family, both in Seattle and now in the Boston area. Where did my passion for community service come from? Well, it's very long rooted. I started my first charity project at eight years old and have not stopped working since. That very quickly evolved into what is now known as Girls Future Ready Foundation. My mission is to help support girls from Central Eastern Europe, which is the area that I'm from, to help them be prepared for the global challenges that I have identified while traveling the world from these observations, but also to use the resources and experiences that I've gathered from both Finland and the US to, to show girls that anything is possible and that if you have the mindset and the hard work, you can achieve anything. And we want to provide the same opportunities for girls from Central Eastern Europe. Well, I'm definitely, I can say I'm very impressed what you're doing and I wouldn't relate that to, you know, any stereotypical aspects like age or something. I think it's not like the most important thing. The most important thing is that you really create like a great value with the things you're doing. Um, and as a start, um, for anybody who's like wondering what your foundation does, what do you provide, what kind of support you're giving, uh, let us know a little bit more about the actions that you're that you're providing on a daily basis. Totally, totally. Girls Future Ready runs five large-scale international programs that annually support around 50,000 students every year. What do these programs look like? They all revolve around developing five crucial skills that I have identified to be the most important in getting ready for global challenges. These skills are English skills, public speaking and argumentation skills, confidence, having a global mindset, which is the understanding that the world is huge and it's moving so quickly and we have to be ready to adjust to these changes. These skills are developed through our five key programs, Girls English Ready, Girls Global Ready, Her Story Project, Hashtag Together for Teachers, and Her Story Masterclass. 
all of these, I'm sure we will go into detail and I can tell little bits and snippets from all of them, but essentially they're programs for girls up to 24 years old that either connect them with native speakers from across the world, connect them with mentors, connect them with women that help them achieve the dreams that they're so passionate about. Cool. And um, um, what attracted you? Like what made you like the very first step of your journey? Like this is super interesting for us from the from the journey perspective. Oh, one more hint I will give to our audience today. First, we are talking and then we will answer some questions. So if you guys observing us have some questions, feel free to, you know, fire chat us on chat. So we are waiting for your questions. But as for now, we are uh, giving the voice to uh, Zosia and please let us know how did it all start like uh, what what inspired you to you know like to improve the sea region and the situation of girls in here totally sure it's a region that i'm from that's why it's the place that i work in but the very first steps that i think are very interesting because they describe me as a little crazy eight-year-old girl are the very first charity project that i started when my family moved to Finland when I was six years old, I did not know a single word in English. I was signed up to attend an international school. Great, but I did not know a single word. So for the first two months, I sat all alone at the lunch table eating cold tomato soup because A, I didn't know how to ask anyone if I could sit with them. And B, I didn't know how to ask the lunch lady to warm up my soup. So a very traumatic time in my life that sparked a period of reflection later on after I was able to learn this language. Being able to learn it firsthand helped me learn it very quickly. When I was in about third or fourth grade, my parents took me back to a school in Poland. We would visit Poland every summer, so it, we saw it fit that I would maybe attend a school for two months maybe just to see how I would fit in. And I did really well in all the subjects except for one subject, and that subject was English. To me, that no was crazy because I was speaking fluent English at that time and I could not get a perfect score on the English exam. Maybe this stemmed from my ego of getting the best grades possible, but I think another part of this is something was wrong. Something was wrong with the way that these students were learning. No one was excited about learning English. No one wanted to go to English class. The classes themselves were extremely confusing and super grammar focused. Kids just sat down and memorized words and memorized grammar versus the way that I learned English was through reading really interesting books and having conversations with my peers and my teachers. And I thought that was such a better way to learn a language. I decided when I go back to my international school, I wanted to do something to help. I thought of starting a book drive, collecting a few gently used English language books, big pictures, big letters, super interesting packing them all up with me and taking them to Poland next time I visit. My principal was not exactly on board with this plan, so it took me about eight months to convince her. She said only adults organize these kinds of things from the parent-teacher association. Those parents collected money, collected books, collected clothes, collected plastic water bottles. They collected everything that they could possibly think of, but she wouldn't allow me to, to do my book drive just because I was a student. Luckily, after eight months of persistence and meeting with her every few weeks, presenting new and new and new plans, I was able to follow through with this plan. I collected about 300 books, took them with me to Poland and haven't stopped working on that project since. It is still a part of the Girls Future Ready Foundation as now known as Girls English Ready. We have donated over 40,000 of these books to 
hundreds of institutions in Poland and around Central Eastern Europe, from preschools to high schools to elementary schools to children's hospitals to orphanages. They have all been receiving these resources to help them learn language. So that sparked it, the, the need and the, and the understanding of a community that I had access to help. And because of my ability of being away internationally, I was able to do something to make a big impact. And that was really inspiring to me as a wild eight-year-old. Cool. It sounds like an amazing journey. Um, uh, how does it then like work for you as for now? Like how does it look like on daily basis? Because here we meet as like the CEO class. So we expect having CEOs, you know, sometimes uptight, sometimes so serious. Uh, how does your work look like? How do you feel your 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 profession in this sense mm-hmm. uh, you're still learning you're still developing but i believe every ceo should still do it uh how does it work how how do you work as a ceo sure i'm a full-time student so that factors into a lot of the ceo aspects mm-hmm. being a leader of a nonprofit is exactly the same as being a leader of a business except you have no money Hmm. So it's even more difficult, in my opinion. You're trying to create as many amazing things as you can and, and sell it in a way to people that want to participate and people that you can help, but without having as big of a budget. It's difficult. It is, especially as a young person where it's so in this world, still so difficult to develop that trust from adults as a female to be able to develop trust from men who want to invest in your work. Everything is super complicated and it's not an easy task. What does that look like for me? That looks like Friday nights answering emails. That looks like waking up at 6 a.m. to present at presentations that are at noon in Poland, but very early in the morning for me. That looks like um, between classes answering short messages from people who are interested in joining our programs. That means every relationship that you build, whether with uh, a conference speaker at my school or while attending conferences, it is promoting Girls Future Ready, it is promoting the mission, it is stepping up with that brand and showcasing the work that we do. It is being an advocate. It is being someone who so strongly believes in the opportunity that we're providing for people that it is taking every single opportunity to keep promoting that. And it's not, it's difficult. While being 18 years old, I've been doing this for pretty much like a full-time job for the past four or so years. And it, it's been really hard, but it's something that I love and something that keeps me going, something that wakes me up every single morning. And I love it and I don't plan on stopping. Cool, it sounds like, I think like we share the same view that a mission can really drive you. Uh, and then if you choose like the right initiative, I believe, you found yours, uh, then you can wake up every morning being like, maybe sometimes tired, maybe sometimes overwhelmed, but happy, satisfied. Do you, like, what kind of emotions uh, do you feel uh, while, you know, like succeeding, while uh, having all of those amazing girls around you that you can help? Um, what kind of emotions does it bring? Mm-hmm. I feel really inspired. Yeah. I think what a lot of people overlook is is it seems like I'm the person who's working to
that is doing big things, I want that to be an inspiration to girls. When I see the stories that girls build through, for example, Her Story Project, where we one-on-one pair girls together with an experienced mentor. Then with their mentor, they have a chance to um, they have a chance to create a physical final product, whether that is starting a business or a podcast or writing an article for a large magazine. These are final projects that I see these girls building a name for themselves. They each work for their own name. Everything is published under their face. They get experience in the field with skills that they would never have access to. It's inspiring to me. That's the that's the main emotion that every story that is completed just keeps me going. And it's like a never ending loop. There's another one that ends and another one that begins. And it's a, it's a really great chain of events and I love it. And do you have some more specific plans? Uh, what is going to happen next for you? Uh, when we look from you know the outside, uh, you deliver so much value to the world. Uh, but what are your personal next steps or next milestones, next goals? How do you see your future? Yeah, totally. College is next. Mm-hmm. I want to continue my education. I'm still not committed as to where I will go. The options are open. I definitely want Girls Future Ready to keep developing. I have a few projects in mind that I am slowly inching towards, so that will be really exciting. If anyone in the audience wants to keep up with that, just make sure to follow Girls Future Ready on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or just follow my LinkedIn, Zofia Kierner. I, um, I have a lot of ideas, not very much time, unfortunately. Everything seems to be moving super quickly, but in terms of personal goals, definitely continuing my education and um, and building that path for myself in life. I'm still young. I think I have so many doors ahead of me. So I have I have that time. You have multiple options as we all have, like just depending what path uh, we are choosing. Uh, you say you're still um, educating yourself like you're at school. Um, is there also any plan for you of a self-education, I mean? Uh, as a CEO, this is probably not the skill that you can really get at school. This is my experience. I never really got like the skill set that could even prepare me for being the CEO as I am right now. But um, what can you um, advise, suggest to other young people who are maybe not at this stage as you are, so they are not the CEOs yet, but they are thinking. Maybe they have some ideas, but mm, they don't feel confident enough. They don't feel that they match. Uh, what would you suggest? Can we read something? Can you can you recommend some podcasts, some some inspiring books, anything that inspires you or inspired you in the past? I think all of that is fake. Okay. I think so much of it that goes into it is from experience. Mm-hmm. If you live your whole life with an idea, but you don't act upon it, you never really had an idea. I think if you spend your whole life reading books about investing money but never invest a single cent did you ever get rich no you might be rich in thoughts and you might be rich in opinions and that is extremely important but if you plan to make an impact on the world you can't just read and listen to other people attending events like these and listening to people's advice i think it's crucial i think it's so important but doing an excess of that and continually reading and listening and, and planning gets excessive very quickly. I think the best way to learn is to start. 
because there will always be mistakes and barriers and challenges that no one else has ever experienced that you could have never prepared for. So getting yourself out there and starting that first business, starting that first project, no matter how small it is or how small of a budget you have, or if you think the idea isn't the best idea you're gonna have in your whole life, it doesn't matter because that learning experience you will only gain from putting yourself out there and not just continually reading for um, over and over and over again. I know that's probably not the answer you were hoping for, but that is what I really, really think. As I told you, this is about like a very open conversation. Some people, you know, have like ready to use list of books that they can provide you with, you know, in any topic they can find. Some people based on, you know, like talking to people, checking on things. And I definitely like this practical approach a lot. Mm -hmm. This was my initiative to test, to experiment and to see what the outcome of that would be. So I share a very similar view to yours. Um, what kind of skills you acknowledge that you have, you've gained over this time of being the CEO? Uh, is there anything that, you know, probably, of course, like the whole life can give us skills, but like the role of the CEO, uh, what, what did you learn thanks to it? Totally, totally. I think public speaking is really a big part of it. At Girls Future, we place so much emphasis on argumentation and public speaking, being prepared to step on stage, having a 60 second pitch of yourself that you can present anywhere and to anyone is super, super crucial. Something that I've learned over time at presenting at conferences is how to tell my story in a way that people will want to listen and people can take the most out of. That's been really important for me. And that's been such a skill that I've worked so hard to foster that I'm glad it's developing in the right direction. It is also something that I really love. I love spreading the mission of Girls Future Eddie and through public speaking, I'm able to do that. That's definitely one thing. I think a second thing that you learn very quickly is, is a level of professionalism. Something that you don't expect from a lot of young people being in an environment that you're expected to be professional, to dress professionally, to speak at an eloquent level, those levels skyrocket immediately. That is something that you don't exactly learn in school just through writing essays. How to effectively craft an email, how to craft an email that people will want to read and will read, how to craft an email that people will see and, and, and listen to and, and possibly act upon. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a huge skill. Someone who is young doesn't always know how to use LinkedIn, but now I see myself meeting with my friends on campus and explaining them how to set up a LinkedIn and how to use it, which I think is a great gift and a great skill and something that will definitely be extremely helpful in the future. So those three skills, of course, among so many others, have been, have been really stand out to me as, as a way of personal development. I've also learned a lot about self-acceptance, that there's so many people that will not follow what you do. There's so many people who will say no, so many people who will even insult you. I remember I reached out to, um, to a Polish blogger who is really involved in teaching English. As a part of the Girls English Ready program, or all of the programs at Girls Future, we really, really heavily develop English skills. I was convinced she would maybe be open for at least a small conversation or a collaboration or to share some of her experience. I emailed her, no response for four weeks. I wrote a follow-up email, no response. I wrote one last follow-up and I was like, okay, if she doesn't respond, this is it, I'm dropping it. She responds to that email within maybe 15 minutes and she says, 
please stop emailing me. I do not want to hear from you. I do not support, um, this is like not a playground for little girls. I have much more important things to do in my life and in my career. Thank you, goodbye. I was how, so surprised. How did you feel? Yeah, how, 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 does it, how did it make you feel uh, having like a very, like I would say, like strong no message here? Yeah, it's a complete rejection. It's a slam of a door in your face and it even hits your forehead as you go out. It's terrifying. And that's something that I think so many people are scared of when they start. Mm. And I'm not going to stand here and tell you that it doesn't happen because it does. That rejection and that failure, it will always be extremely prominent. It will be happening. It will keep showing up in your life. It will keep occurring and occurring and occurring over and over and over and over again. But you have to learn from that. And and what's that what that's really taught me is that I am more than just that one project. I am more than just that one communication, that one email, that one person I was trying to collaborate with. Rejection is normal and rejection is okay. For every 100 people that say no, one person will say yes and you have to go search for that one person who will say yes to you. Being a young leader is not easy, but having that understanding is really, really important. I think the idea of, of women's solidarity and having women support women has been really big. I don't know if you have any experiences with with female support versus male support, if that's something that's been a part of what you do. But I know for me, it's been a, a huge part as well. I happen to uh, be in a very open environment and I feel like it's like a very huge luck for me that I was surrounded by people who are rather here to support. I had some incidents, unfortunately, especially uh, with some male uh, business partners uh, who asked, you know, like I also started like early. I started when I was 16 uh, with a startup ecosystem and so on and so forth. And I was getting questions. Oh, but like can you tell me how old you are like you don't look like a serious you know business partner and i was like sorry what like you know should i ask about your age should i ask about your i don't know family matters like these are private things and as long as we do it all of what we're doing professionally then it does not matter um but i would like to refer to this uh women's solidarity i think that there is something going on just right now with, with with your initiatives and your foundation could you say a little bit more about this but i feel it's super inspiring sure i would love to we currently launched for the month of march which is a women's month undoubtedly we launched we launched launch, oh my gosh we launched the hashtag women's solidarity series it is a nomination-based series where anyone, girls or guys, can nominate women up to 24 years old who have initiatives. So, for example, if you know person, let's, let's call her Mary. Mary has an interesting initiative, either a business or a nonprofit, or she has some crazy idea that she's acting on, or a mission that she supports, or is an activist for something. We want to hear her story. The media is clouded by celebrities who just want to show off how skinny their bodies are or who has the more expensive dress. Social media is surrounded by girls that are hidden by layers of makeup just to uh, be able to post beautiful pictures of themselves. That is not what Girls Future Ready is about. The media loves scandal. We love initiative. We want girls whose initiatives we can showcase and, and that is why Women's Solidarity Series is here. If you would like to nominate a girl to be featured and receive the publicity from Girls Future Ready to be able to promote their project, make their audience larger, then we're here. 
to nominate, just go either on our Facebook or LinkedIn or our Instagram. You will be able to find a short link there where super quick form, maybe like four or five questions, super simple, fill in all the information and we will get in touch and we will nominate her and publish her story on our profiles to show them to the world. Publicity is key, especially when you're building something that not many people know about. The girls who not necessarily have been mentioned in the Women's Solidarity Series yet, but a lot of girls that have been involved in Girls Future Ready programs were able to gain investments from venture capitalists, were able to um, be featured in interviews. One of our girls was just on the cover of Cogito Magazine. Um, we have many girls who have articles in Glamour, and these stories showcasing them further into the world, we believe that it starts from someone telling the story and we want to be that someone. Exactly. And I feel like um, we have some, you know, sometimes in our genes, we have something like written down that we should not, you know, boast. We should not pride off with things we're doing, which is totally probably the opposite of what we should do as potentially, you know, new founders, new CEOs, or just, you know, like some community members when we, when we really have something to, you know, to propose to others, let's, you know, make some noise about that. And I feel like this is the initiative that really helps. And I feel this kind of like social support and social, you know, like feeling that there are other girls that already noticed you and like would like to nominate you, like to be there, to, you know, to be, to be famous, to be proud of what you're doing. This is a, an amazing activity that you're doing. And I feel it's, it can help a lot. So I, I'm super happy uh, that, you know, you just started it and I hope more ladies, more girls will join. Um, do you have already some uh, feedback from the audience? Can you tell us a little bit more if if there are some uh, potential new stars uh, on this, uh, you know, like social yeah. projects and, and business projects sky? 100%. There are so many stars ahead. Um, we have received multiple nominations. We are slowly inching them out on our social media. So far, two of them have been published and we are rolling in even more of them. Um, there's so many wonderful girls, so many of them with a real passion to what they do. I think when the media only loves talking about huge scandals, there has to be someone that will publish their initiatives and, and, and seeing these girls motivates me, motivates me to continue working and, and it helps them, it really does. They, um, they gain attraction to their project, they gain volunteers, they gain supporters in their area. So sh being able to showcase that story has been really important to so many of them and so important to us as well. Cool, that is, that is wonderful. And you know, sometimes I think that uh, we should just engage more as girls. Uh, we should, you know, unite. And this is my next question. Uh, as you also mentioned, March is devoted to girls, devoted to ladies. This is like this very famous uh, Women's Day. And also, I wanted like to highlight that we start our Polish CEO class series with very lady meeting to highlight that we are really active, we are like, really doing, we are delivering. I would like to ask, um, how does it work uh, cooperating with girls like what kind of skills you put much more pressure on like what do you think because like r every region like american girls european girls sea region girls we behave slightly differently what specific character traits do you observe in the local communities of girls uh, and what do you try to you know yeah. highlight what kind of values you would like to to teach to show to support 
Sure, totally. Confidence. One word, yeah. super difficult to develop. I know it seems like when well, they all just be more confident. No, it's such it's a multi that easy. issue and problem and development. Showing girls that they can. Traveling the world, I've realized that girls in Finland are much more confident because there is no discrepancy of women empowerment. Women and men are simply equal. And that was an amazing environment to be in. Here in the US, everyone is very mission driven because women empowerment is such a big topic. So many people take the initiatives to, to make that issue better, to add their two cents to help it. In Poland, I don't see very much of that. I think girls are still scared to raise their hand in the back of a math or science classroom. I think girls are scared to be called bossy. I think girls feel like they have to be hidden behind layers of makeup and expensive clothing just to be accepted. I think girls are scared to showcase their projects because they're scared of that rejection. Having that confidence and having the mindset of a girl boss is so difficult to develop. What we found is the only way to do that is through example. Having girls participate in specific projects to show them that they can, that they're able to, that they, with the experiences that they have and with the knowledge that they have, they're able to get out into the world and create things, create projects, follow through with physical things that they create with the help of a mentor, with the help of a native English speaker, speaker, they're able to develop. Confidence is like on the side. They're developing a huge project and while they're doing so, they're able to learn confidence as well. And that has been, that has been the most empowering. Mm -hmm. I guess so. I think, I think it's so important to develop it no matter where you go. But I, I think a mentoring uh, is a very difficult process in the same time do you observe that girls are generally ready and open for being mentored by somebody you know like uh it's not the same as being you know in a classroom with with a teacher with somebody who's like giving you a lecture uh because it's like a very more like direct and practical um, um how do you observe girls react on on your propositions sure totally i think we're lucky to have a really great group of girls. That is one thing to say, that the girls who participate in our programs are very open to that mentorship. That doesn't mean that they're all confident and outgoing. We have a lot of girls who started out very shy and thanks to these mentorship programs, we're able to grow. Are they open to mentorship? I think 100% yes. But the reason why I think that is, is because our Her Story, which is our biggest mentorship program, is unique. A lot of mentorship programs just give you a mentor, you come and sit down, and you sit down in your meeting, whether in person or on Zoom, you're just gonna sit there and you're telling them about your story, and then you talk, and then you leave, and nothing really happens. No, Girls Future Ready is not like that. We make sure that these girls execute a concrete project with their mentor. So they're not applying to be able to meet with their mentor, they're applying to execute that project. What does that look like? Writing an article, creating a brand, producing a podcast, creating social media content, designing a PR campaign. One of our girls designed an interior design space, a real space in her house and completely redesigned it using professional materials to be able to do so. Wow. These are stories of girls who started out maybe extremely shy, but 
because they started working on this project, they knew what their final goal was. They didn't come and talk to their mentor. Oh, your hair looks pretty today. How was your morning? The sun is shining. No, you come and you meet and you talk business. You talk about exactly what your goal is. And that is what gets these girls up front on the stage and the most confident they can be just through developing these programs. Cool. Uh, we have one comment I need to mention as I see uh, in my eyesight. Seems like being a CEO is more of a lifestyle than a position. Would you agree? Yes. 2000%. Okay, yeah. Our our generation and our world right now, we don't need CEOs. We don't need bosses. We don't need um we don't need people to tell us what to do. We need leaders. So, being a leader is not exactly a position. You can be a leader anywhere you are, no matter how big or how small. And and I think being a leader is a lifestyle as well. Yeah, that's definitely it. And if you describe how your lifestyle uh, looks like being a leader, definitely it doesn't mean that you divide your life. It's not like you're a different person being a leader and then being back home. Like you live with this idea, and I feel like this is this is the the, the best thing that you that you live with it, and it makes it great. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an additional question about the mentoring. One more question about the mentoring process. Um, what kind of mentors do you try to find? I happen to see some of uh, the screens and some of the material that you posted after or during the meetings that you were having. But what kind of inspiration do you provide to these girls? What kind of industry specialist or like other... their passions and they want to try things out i believe that when we're young we have the capability to try out things that we think that we will be good at that's why we have mentors from various fields fashion media stem um interior design like i was talking about all of these different fields range from completely one end of the spectrum to the complete other end of the spectrum and i think that's really fabulous You can join a Her Story masterclass with someone in media, but then you can join a Her Story project to um, to create a presentation in STEM. But then you can also join Girls Global Ready and talk to a native English speaker who who is your age. It's really a tremendous group and a tremendous diversity. Who do we look for? We look for women women mentors all of our mentors are female not because we don't think we shouldn't be learning from males but because we really support the idea of women solidarity women supporting women we want to show that women should not be jealous of one another so much of being a girl and being a friend as a female usually involves either going behind your friends backs or gossiping or being jealous of their achievements no we want to show that girls have to support each other If we're not there for one another, no one will be. And topics of women empowerment will never keep going forward. That being said, women girl bosses, women who are in high executive positions in companies, they are self-starters, they're entrepreneurs, women who know the field that they're in or have a connection to a big brand where girls can get to know what it's like to work, for example, for Glamour magazine or for a woman empowerment blog like W Insight. 
these are all places where we want girls to develop and i think they're the best place for girls to be well they are like in the greatest hands and the great thing is that you also give them the chance to still like discover they may enter the program of their own ideas but i i understand from what you're saying that uh, they are still like you're still open to let them have the new ideas for themselves new paths new directions is it true 100% it's only a first few steps to be paired with your mentor and start working on a project there's a lot of freedom for the girls to take mhm mm we have more comments here uh maybe i will start with the first one i think in poland being a confident girl is a borderline scary how does girls future ready show girl confidence uh, is key despite what can happen to bossy girls uh, how do you divide like great i feel approach toward leadership with the bad one i mean because it can go in different directions being bossy in this negative sense creating the ceos that are you know like supervising micromanaging and having like the sustainable leaders that we are like trying to uh create this kind of uh, environment for for the future leaders how do you make sure that um the leader that enters your program and finishes your program will be the sustainable leader of the future sure totally i think the best way to develop leaders is by example we choose our mentors very carefully and we work with them for two months even before they're announced to the girls future ready community to be a part of we promote women who are good leaders we show those good examples and and we believe that these girls are learning from these examples and that is the way that they're acquiring most and many of the skills mm -hmm. um how do you then uh evaluate the program itself do you use any tools to check if the girls that enter the program uh made some progress or if they feel more confident is there any any way for you to observe uh what they you know bring back to the, reali the reality after the program for example sure usually it's very evident hmm. it's girls who first didn't speak up at any of the girls future ready webinars but now are asking plenty of questions um seeing that kind of progress and change has been very very clear and evident um the final mark of a project is is completing the project that you signed up for whether that is publishing the article that you wrote with your mentor or that is submitting your final design for an interior design project to your client um it is all within that hmm. how do we track this change through feedback hmm. feedback from mentors feedback from girls who are part of this program on how to improve it to be better but also what they really gained from it and what their benefits were so learning by doing and evaluating by doing which is like oh, the best thing you don't make theories on that you just you just do exactly. this is amazing you, do. you have to keep going yeah um is in the actual yeah. like question question section i'm not sure if you want me to to go on ahead and answer those but um. i i ask them so no worries i will try to cover them i take a look on the questions here on ermit and also on our uh, facebook uh conversation here uh, we have a facebook question could you maybe tell something more about projects conferences or other success stories that emerged thanks thanks to or with help of girls future ready magda asked uh, maybe about some projects with their names could you please maybe make it more bold so people can follow it can check on it Totally, totally. One of our projects or our mentees that participated in her story program was Yulka Kobierska. She 
was、um, the laureate for her story project with the podcasters Hello Jiftjene. She won the project. She was able to start working with Hello Jiftjene, and her project was to create her own podcast. She created Mianzipodushkami as a platform for self-love, body positivity. She is a huge advocate for women's empowerment and women's rights. To me, she's a huge inspiration. The path that she's taken, the bold statements, and the、um, the overcoming of barriers and challenges for her has been extremely inspirational. I really recommend that you listen to Mianzipodushkami. I think she really has a lot of really really important things to say. Another program was with Asha Brzezinska. She is the interior design laureate. She won the project with Machinska Pischeska Dreves, who has her own interior design firm. With her, she created a whole interior design project, and she had her work published in Glamour magazine as well. So those are two case studies. I know I'm looking at the time a little bit, but those are two examples.、Um, so many more. We have.、Um, We recently celebrated the one-year anniversary of her story, actually around like three or four months ago. So we're nearing the one and a half-year anniversary of her story, which is crazy. It's been going on for so long. We announce a new mentor pretty much every single month. So we have over fifteen of these success stories. Each of them can be followed on our social media. Cool. That is amazing. One more question. I also take a look at. At the clock, so no worries. I will,、uh, I will squeeze it.、Uh, but Magda also asked, add one more question:、um, How many girls are there in Girls Future Ready? Are you an international team? So give us more of a backstage. So the board itself、um, consists of people that work either on site in Poland, some people that work in Washington, some people in the Boston area who are near me. It is all very spread out because we want to be able to, to hit every single spot. Girls Future Ready has been considering expanding to a few different countries internationally as well. And if we end up, I can't really spoil where, but、um, if we do end up doing that, then there will be leaders who will be working on site in those countries as well. So that is sort of the backstage. But then we have an amazing network of volunteers who we don't count as the necessary board, but. Over 200 mentors from the U.S. and Canada working in hashtag together for teachers. Over 100 mentors working in Girls Global Ready. Volunteers on site in Poland developing books and reading to kids in、um, in English in preschools and kindergartens to、uh, to tell them why English is important even at a very young age. So this network of volunteers has grown to an enormous scale with people who support the Girls Future Ready mission, who support the Girls Future Ready name. Um, and they're able to make possible what we do at such a large scale. Like I said before, we impact over fifty thousand students annually. So having that impact takes、um, takes a lot of organization, especially from our volunteers.、Mm-hmm. And you somehow like coordinate that. This is also amazing. As as your role as as the CEO, I imagine that it's it's not that easy to put it all together.、Um, That is just amazing. As I I can't stop saying that,、uh, and I think that we should definitely also spread some news. Is there any chance if we have some young girls listening to us, or will then listen to the podcast? What is the track to to get to the program of Girl Future Ready? Could you give us any instruction? If you know, if you have sisters,、simple. neighbors, or anybody in our surroundings, what? I love this question because we want to make Girls Future Ready for all of you guys. A few paths depending on what you're looking for. 
We have a few programs that will be starting up a new edition over the summer. So these are yearly programs such as Girls Global Ready and Together for Teachers. Together for Teachers is the program where we have native English speakers from the US and Canada come into classrooms in Central Eastern Europe. If you are a teacher who works at a school or a principal or would like your student's teacher in English to be involved in this program, direct them to our social media. We will be posting about Together for Teachers when the applications open. Similarly, Girls Global Ready is very similar program, native speakers, but one-on-one -on -one, to be able to talk to someone completely for free, to exchange experiences, talk in English, be part of the English language. To get to that, also direct to the social media. We will be opening the third edition of this program over the summer as the new school year begins. How about now? What can you do now? Two programs, Her Story and Her Story Masterclass. Her Story is a program where one-on-one -on -one you get paired with a mentor expert who is an executive at a company who is working in various different fields and you have a chance to work with them and execute a program together. To apply to this, social media, again, everything is on our social media. Keep your eyes out. We will be posting within the next few days about a new mentor who you can apply for. Applications are super easy. You fill out a form mentioning your name or why you want to be a part of this program. You record a quick 60 second video telling us a little bit about yourself, why you want to be a part of it. And then our mentor decides which one of the applicants she would like to work with. That is how you get into Her Story, Her Story Masterclass. Once again, we will be announcing a new Her Story Masterclass mentor who will be coming in to speak to us. They will be announced within the next few days. This form is even easier. You pretty much just put in your name and a few questions you want to ask, and you will be notified if you get accepted. We take 10 girls for our Her Story Masterclass with exciting mentors. This is a workshop, so a one and a half hour workshop where you get a chance to ask questions to a very interesting individual. One more thing I will say, if you have a project and you would like to be featured on the Girls Futurity social media, make sure to be a part of the Women Solidarity series. Either nominate yourself, click that link, say that you're nominating yourself. We support self-love, you can totally nominate yourself. If not, if you know someone who you would like to nominate, who you think we should feature, also nominate them. We want to hear their story, we want to show their story on our social media, that is also on our social media. So go ahead and go over there at Girls Future Ready on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Feel free to also follow me on LinkedIn, which is just Sophia Kierner. I will connect with you, I promise. Um, and then you can keep track of what's happening. Everything is on our social media. Everything I think is pretty well explained. So if you just direct a girl over there and she's keeping up with what we're doing, I am positive she will find something for herself. So definitely go and check Girls Future Ready in every single way in the internet, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I know that you're very active, so I can promise you guys that if you go and check, then you will be very, very updated and you can spread the news. This is what it's about. Let's spread the news and let's build this future girl. Great ecosystem that you're building. We are almost heading to an end. Almost one, just one question more uh, and one comment more. Uh, what our children must be learned in early early years, gaining skills and implement CEO values. Yeah, so for kids, yeah, don't you say that the sooner the better? The sooner the better, especially for young girls. We have to put ourselves out there and learn these skills as soon as we can. And Girls Fridge Ready is there to do that. 
So one more and last thing, what kind of message would you like to, you know, leave for us uh, to think about what, you know, what is going in in your mind uh, throughout the years of you being active or you helping girls, being there for girls? Uh, what would you leave us with as a kind of like, you know, a bottom line? Sure. March is a woman's month. So I would like to end with one of my favorites, favorite women's solidarity quotes, which is be the kind of woman who fixes another woman's crowd crown without telling the world it was crooked. Oh, Either another yeah. support each other. That is how we're going to inch towards full woman empowerment. And that is amazing. And I would really like to thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, yeah, in Poland, we are going to sleep right now, but I hope that you will have an amazing day and the rest of your day will be just great. For everybody who would like to, uh, you know, get to know Girls Future Ready, please do it. We will try to post a little bit about that in our uh, social media. I also personally spread the news, so I hope I will still be able to spread it around. And yeah, thank you so much, Zosia, for being here. Thank you for accepting an invite. And I hope we just, in an amazing way, we launched CEO class Poland. Uh, so I hope it will grow. And thank you once again for our conversation today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Really a pleasure to talk to you and to share my story. Thank you so much. And thank see you guys. Right now it's time to say bye. So bye. <laughs> <laughs>